0: Welcome to episode 487 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little, along with me as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. I just surprised him, so he secretly giggled off microphone (laughs) for reasons I don't understand. He might as well giggle on microphone and support. It's Russell John Fisherman. Nah,
1: I'm going to get a rep as being like a phony-ass laugher, like all those comedians you like. No, Who's the uh, king of New York? He, he is one of the worst Schultz, fake Schultz, Schultz king, king of New
0: York. He
1: falls out of his chair be grabbing a Tony you know Paul's understand? Leg.
0: Listen to me. This is this is why the podcast is where we are in terms of <laughs> not trending in certain areas. Because you don't play the game.
1: No, fuck that. That's
0: the game. Because we don't promote. <laughs> That's why. No, no, no. Because you don't laugh at enough of I'll tell you Randy's jokes.
1: Here's a little behind the curtains. Those dumbass reels I was doing. I mean, no offense to David Lynch. We love him. And, you know, he did take time to make those reels. But uh, there was a direct correlation with listenership and they were a minimal effort. Ah, that's not even true. I wish you There's, don't even know what you
0: speak. It's embarrassing how much effort it was put in. <laughs> now let's go over to Atlanta, Georgia, to bring in another person who refuses to laugh on microphone. It's Randy Michael Stat.
2: That's true. I'll, I'll sometimes give a little chuckle, but uh, I was trying not to laugh before I was introduced. You know.
0: Yeah, but your laugh sounds like an an asthmatic attack. It's like what happens. <laughs> it's like your pre-provocative shock.
2: It's just air escaping. That's not how you that's say all that it works. sounds like.
0: What a strong start today! Is everybody, is everybody okay? Is this is a normal no, time. We're good, on, trying on, to keep
2: it tight, baby. Yeah, we keep do it tight.
0: It, I think that's what it is. We're getting a little. We're getting a little uh, nervous because uh, we're up against the clock today. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but that's that's what we call discipline. It keeps it keeps us on task. It keeps us on the rails. And also joining us behind the <laughs> wall is Exxon of Orlando keeping the tempo. Hello. Sorry. I laugh on mic all the time. You do. You do. <laughs> when my mic is on. See that's she's good. Here, Randy, that that good hearty laugh she just did. I need you to clip <laughs> that laugh and just play it throughout most of the episodes.
2: Oh, sure. That way, yeah.
0: I, we've got to institute a laugh track over here. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> that's a good one. Use that one too. <laughs> Hold on. There's breaking news. Oh, here we go. Nick Saban's uh, again, already
1: retired. Not, not really a uh, show appropriate, but Oksana, we've been invited to a cocoon party. As uh, we have a friend, and uh, she works in the library, mm-hmm. and she's noted that a recent trend in 2024 is that multiple people have back. Reserved the movie
0: Cocoon for the library. All right, I, I stop one second. I need to unpack what's just happening. First of all, we're only 14 days into 2024, and in those 14 days, which is a fortnight, it's so fortnight. in one fortnight, game, we've game. been able oh. to de- we've been able to detect a trend. Of people checking out <laughs> cocoon from at least one specific library yep. is that is, am yep. I am I correct?
1: And now there is being a party thrown in celebration. I actually think it's confusion. They're trying to figure out why. I'm also in that camp. Yeah, so we've been invited, Oksana. The nine, the one from
0: 1985. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Wilford Bramley. I thought a cocoon party. You, do, do.
1: Don't and don't finish that thought. I don't want to know what you thought a cocoon party
0: was. Did you, but our listeners do. Uh, like a couple years ago, there people were getting hired to like cuddle with people who were lonely, <laughs> like something like that. Because yeah, I don't know,
1: Those are the kind of parties that Clark gets invited to.
0: Yeah, it's called the girlfriend experience. <laughs> GFE. You got to pay a little extra
2: for the GFE. <laughs>
0: I believe there was a stars
2: show called Girlfriend there was Experience. was a show. Oh my God. I think it was Soderbergh. So, yes, it
0: was. Thank you very much. Randy Michael said, coming oh, in for the assist. Soderbergh. I don't
1: uh-huh. know why that popped in. Oh, he's a
0: director. Good job.
1: I just, <laughs> I think David mentioned him today. Oh, It's weird. You, should we just God. use it as a segue and keep it going? Yes,
3: keep it going. All right. I know, David, get your ear off the door and just come on in. It's January 14th, 2024. And it's a Sunday, day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train has been rolling. Today, I'll be dancing with the devil as I enjoy the luxurious golden foam of an espresso from the dining car and reflect on last year's excellent film. I got word today that I'll be giving out lookies this year, and I'm feeling the pressure. I don't know if listeners have been following my career, but I normally don't share my opinion on films, and I've got some hot takes to share. And after I write my list, I'll be thinking about all the celebrity birthdays today. <laughs> Happy 83rd birthday, Faye Dunaway. Happy 61st birthday, Steven Soderbergh. Oh, there. That's why. Happy 56th birthday, LL Cool J. Oh, hell Happy yeah. 55th birthday, Jason Bateman. Unfortunately, we've had some celebrity passings this day, too. Happy trails, Humphrey Bogart. Oh. Happy trails, Peter Finch. Oh. Happy trails, Shelley Winters. Oh. Happy trails, Alan Rickman. Oh. Everyone. Have a great day. All right.
1: See you later, David.
3: Dang. Peter Finchstein
0: today?
1: I'll be dope. so he's not giving out awards. Mm-hmm. He's doing the intro. Okay. Yeah. Just in case you, he doesn't listen
0: to the show. I don't is know. It, is, is this intro, is he going to do it live or is this pre-prepared? It's going to fly out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's flying back now, but he's going to fly back. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. See, sometimes
1: we, uh, we do theater of the mind. I didn't know if we were going to pretend like the lookies were happening live on Thursday.
0: Well they they are and they aren't. So we're we're in that uh, that flux state. Okay.
2: He said today in the recording though, so
1: Oh I am already confused. See, he's
0: bad at that.
1: He's bad at theater of the mind. You'd think he would be good. Yeah. Look at his movies. You would think he'd have an imagination, David. But no, he'll be sitting on the couch as we record this episode. It's really why we're rushing. And (laughs) rushing. It's why we had you know, you would think he could watch Cliff, but we don't trust him. So (laughs) so he's down there alone on the couch. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, anything else up top?
1: No. Uh, th- there is a TBR report. We're gonna hold it for next week. Uh, we're on a time crunch
0: because this is uh, this episode essentially serves as our red carpet show for the lookies. <laughs> I mean, that's how we should view this episode, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we've got a few. We got a few minutes. I think everybody's real running kind of lean this week on our uh, picks. So uh let's let's tease the lookies a little bit. Um Russell, how are you feeling about your list?
1: Um oh, incredibly confident. Uh before recording today, I told Randy, you know, nobody else was in the room, and this is when I'm nice to him. And I was like, Randy, you know, I'm really looking forward to your top 5. I it's the most interesting he watches the the most out there shit, the really overlooked cinema, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and I hope you're excited to discover mine as we do it together on the Lookies, as it's been a busy week, and uh, I have a what I would call a vomit draft, but we're, we're going to find it. Okay. When I thought I had two imaginary days to prepare,
0: I was going to go a different route with this, but fuck it. Let's yeah. Pull the curtain back. That's <laughs> how you got to roll. We're
1: going to do it.
0: Oksana, and uh, how, how has your Lookies journey been? I need to whittle it down a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think I'll have it ready before Russell does now Oksana I, is your list going to be all horror um probably I, I feel like it generally yeah. is I think so I'm trying to. how, how many non horror movies yeah. did you see this she's, year she's the true one I mean how many <laughs> movies at all did
1: I see well she did see the horror of the that mom of the Von Ericks which she wouldn't stop talking that about that is true <laughs> So maybe I don't know Iron Claw. I think there's going to be a lot of good movies left on the floor this year. There is. I think we're all contrarian at least in some degree, and there's going to be oh, a yeah. bizarre
0: top five all around. Mine is a weird. Mine's weird. I, <laughs> mine's weird. There's no. There's no. If anyone has a top five that's similar to mine, I'd like to meet that person. What, oh, GameStop movie, BlackBerry,
2: iPhone? <laughs> GameStop, GameStop. BlackBerry does rip, though. Glenn Howerton's great.
0: <laughs> we
2: may hear about but that. Is that going to be
1: on your top five, Randy? I'm going to take everything nice they said back. Negative. Okay, I'm still in. I'm rooting for Randy here. I actually is. Yep. Oh, should we do a top five of the top five awards? Like, should, oh. we, should we rate <laughs> the top I like five it. Minutes?
0: I like that. All right. I'll put in an order for another lookie to be made. And that's a natural organic tease you just created. Good oh, job, yeah. bud. Yeah, I'm good at this. All right, Randy Michael Stat, we go over to you in Atlanta, Georgia, to hear about your two movies that you're going to talk about this week. And from what I understand, Randy, uh, was uh, these two movies are part of a double feature?
2: They are, yeah. At the usual Plaza Theater, you know? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I saw Friday Friday after work. With Ice Cube? Yeah, exactly. I'll be there again next Friday, too. Oh my God. And? And the Friday after next.
0: There it is. We'll see you next week.
2: Have I seen any of those movies? Maybe one. Really? Dude,
0: those are great.
2: I enjoy I those I think I've movies. seen Friday. I don't think I've seen the, the others. Seen Did you see Cat Williams talk about them?
0: <laughs> Negative. You're the only person on the internet. What the
2: fuck? How? I don't know. I've heard. I've heard uh, a couple of clips. I've heard people comment on the clips, but I have not watched the four-hour interview. As a visual podcast
1: guy, you should watch it. And it's, it's only like two forty-five. Honestly, I think it's like it's
0: shorter than a Rogan episode. Ray, do you know? Meh. Do you know who Shannon Sharp is? I didn't until four days ago. Now, Russ, I
1: imagine wow. you did know yeah. who Shannon Sharp yeah. was. Yeah. And I was shocked to hear that Dave Smith. Who was it? I think it was your boy. Um. Uh, oh, my God. It was one of the Legion of Skanks. He was like, he's an athlete? Oh, really? also, Legion of Skanks, no longer on YouTube.
2: <laughs> Their oh, channel no. got
1: pulled again. <laughs> again, really? tangent I just on I watched
2: it on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I think it was pretty recent. Let me look it up. Interesting. I'll no, fact check. I'll do the, the producer job while you review, Randy. All right, Randy, take oh, us yeah. back to uh, the Plaza
0: Theater
2: in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, uh, I saw two movies both on the same screen with about 15 minutes in between. Uh I'm going to do them in reverse order. But uh yeah, I saw a movie called The Sweet East directed by Sean Price Williams, who is usually a cinematographer for uh people like the Safty brothers and Alex Ross Perry. He shot a bunch of oh. both of their stuff. Oh, girl. But uh he is directing this movie um which was written by Nick Pinkerton, which I think this is his first. Uh, script for a film. What is he the uh, embodiment I, of Wazer? <laughs> 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 I could I didn't, I didn't want him to laugh. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. That's good. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and this movie stars uh, Talia Ryder, uh, Ayo Ao who we've talked I've talked about like what is three she times not the in the last couple of weeks? My god, take a break, young lady.
0: Goodness. Oh wait,
1: this and, just uh, in yeah, it got pulled. Their YouTube channel is gone. Weird. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Again, very important. I'm glad I interrupted.
2: Yeah, no worries. Uh, And also some other people that are in this, which uh, might interest Russell, Betsy Brown.
1: Oh, I don't know what the fuck that meant, but it felt like an insult somehow. (laughs) No, no. Okay, cool. Uh,
2: Peter Vack, who's also, uh, I think, involved with assholes and he was in private chat. Simon Rings. Simon Rex. Simon Rex is really good in this, uh, but essentially it is about um, this young girl named Lillian, played by Talia Ryder, who in the beginning of the movie is on a high school trip, like a bus trip to Washington, D.C. from South Carolina. And uh, from there, she sort of like goes on this. She essentially like ditches her uh, high school trip to D.C. and she gets involved with a bunch of, uh, various people from sort of, uh, margins of society. And she sort of like goes on this weird road trip. Um, but yeah, it, essentially like in, within the first five, 10 minutes, uh, you know, they're in Washington DC and, uh, you know, they go to a, uh, a pizza restaurant and, uh, you know, sooner or later a, uh, a man walks in, Played by Andy Milanakis, and he essentially does Pizzagate. Oh,
1: tight! <laughs> wow, Milanakis? Yeah. I didn't even know he was still kicking.
2: Apparently, still is. Damn. Uh, so yeah, during this uh, Pizzagate situation, uh, our lead Lillian, um, she is actually in the bathroom while this is happening, and uh, she like one of the people in the in the uh, pizza restaurant like starts running and tries to find a place uh to, to go from there she like kind of like walks out of the bathroom and sees like what's going on and then she meets up with this like crust punk and there's like a secret <laughs> there's like a secret door behind like the mirror in the bathroom that they escape through mm. and she winds up with him uh and he takes her to <sighs> wherever they're living in like baltimore or something oh um, baltimore <laughs> They like, you know, go to some like kind of sleazy party and she stays there. And the next day they're like, oh hey, we're headed to Trenton, New Jersey for something. And uh, she's like, OK, I guess I'm just going to go along for the ride. And then uh, when she's there, uh, they go out to this like field and she kind of gets separated from the people that she was with. And she meets Simon Rex, who is in a field with a bunch of white supremacists. And Simon Rex plays a white supremacist and she ends up with him for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the movie kind of plays out. She ends up with just all these various sort of weird, uh, situations she finds herself in. Um, it's very, uh, you know, sort of edgy button pushy. I think, you know, I didn't see all of, uh, what's the one that you really liked that we had the guy on. (laughs) <laughs> caviar. caviar damn yeah, good it, job it feels dude. like yeah, wow feels very similar to you know caviar and uh scary of 61st feels very much kind of like in that sort of vein of uh you know writing and filmmaking and stuff it's kinda it's it's good simon rex uh who is playing a white supremacist and uh has a spare bedroom and the bedsheets have swastikas on it but simon rex very charming in this movie <laughs> he's really good <laughs> Randy, what's my what's my guy Adam Friedland at? You know he must be in it for a very short amount of time because I don't think I even recognize him until I read the entire yeah, cast. Milanakis
0: doesn't
1: even he doesn't even get a little bubble on the IMDb one. Also, uh, Jacob Michael King, we love you, and I hope that felt like a compliment. <laughs> from also, Clark, you were eating a fucking McCafe pie, <laughs> and I thought this was the most you've ever not paid attention, and yet you came in there immediately. You're clearly ready for the lookies. I'm oh, <laughs> When it's game day,
0: Clark shows up
1: <laughs> suited and ready to go. And with a bag, you're like Santa with a um, sack full of snacks.
0: Uh, While well, we're uh, mid-Randy's review before he gives his 12-star rating, I'd uh, like to mention this week's Snack of the Week brought to you by... Pepperoni pizza combos (laughs) and (laughs) McDonald's apple pie.
2: Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Back to you, Randy. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is uh, is good. I'm going to give it a uh, 9 out of 12. What are you, the uh, scat man? You an AI? (laughs) (laughs) And it's uh, actually the plaza is going to have Sean Price Williams and Nick Pinkerton uh, here next, not this coming Tuesday, the following Tuesday, they're going to be here for uh, a Q and a and to show the film as well. So I think I'm going to go back because, uh, I don't know. It'd be cool to see them speak about it. And, uh, I dug it. It's cool. Rivers
0: Cuomo can't show up.
2: No, he can't. I'd name another person in the band, but I know nobody is there. No, that's why I took him.
1: <laughs> All right, Randy, you know what you got to do. You got to get them booked for the show. You got to go up there, wear your best clothes, Have your bright smile. (laughs) Don't eat a cookie. We don't want you puking. And you got to go up there and book them. Dano. I'm good. Come on. What the fuck?
2: I don't talk to the talent, dude.
0: You're the liaison, man. People love you. Hey, Randy. Randy, do me a favor. When I do this, can you hear it? Yes. Yeah. It sounds like an arthritic robot. (laughs) It's terrible. sounds like you're you're
1: podcasting from a squeaky bed. (laughs) No, in space. Like you're on a cot in a prison. It's
0: terrible. Yeah. Uh, Randy, how many stars do you? Nine.
2: Okay. Nine out of 12. Nine, nine, nine. Nine. Randy. Before that, I saw a Japanese movie called Monster, not, uh, the one with, uh, what's her name where she, uh, plays a serial killer. What? Monster. (laughs) Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> monster ball from a long time ago i don't remember anyways uh, <laughs> good talk. yeah it's the uh director uh of shoplifters uh, which came out a couple years ago never saw it uh it's good shoplifters is really good i uh it, i'll be kind of quick with this one uh but yeah essentially <laughs> no you idiot. talking
0: to russell Pulled up 2003 monster. Yeah, monster. Charlize, that It's not Charlie, That's what thinking of. Theron. It is. It is.
1: Right, Randy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Randy (laughs) Clark Clark gave me the meanest look too. He's like, "You fucking it." This is what happens. He has a sock back there with some soap in it, and whenever I bring up something, he thinks it's not funny or correct. I I full metal jacket your ass. He thinks he's a cowboy with a lasso swinging it around his head, and that's what he just did when I pulled that up. And then Randy, no, me and Randy are on it today. Right, Joker.
2: We're teaming up for the lookies. Randy, continue. I'm gonna read the uh, IMDb subscription, which has a spelling error in it. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Randy GBT. More like grammatical error. A mother demands answers from teacher when her son begins acting strangely.
0: <laughs> Dude, I know. I love it when there's a lack of articles in there. Did
1: you have a flashback like me? I felt like that was my whole career in elementary. That's true. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. So essentially this is about, uh, this kid who is sort of a, a little bit of a troubled kid. Uh, his dad is, uh, dead, no longer in the picture. And, uh, <laughs> <Not> in <there>. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> he's always not a ghost. This isn't a ghost dad no. scenario. Okay. Well, Oh, Oh
2: no, that, uh, that has nothing, nothing to do with no, no ghosts in here. Oh, that's a shame. But, right uh, <laughs> yeah, essentially he, he's sort of a, or seems to be sort of a troubled kid. And, uh, One of the teachers thinks that uh, he is sort of a bully and bullying one of these uh, smaller kids uh, who a lot of the other kids also make fun of uh, in the school. Um, And so you kind of see, you know, how the mom is sort of dealing with it um, and sort of... Essentially, you go into sort of a, uh, a Rashomon situation where you're seeing the you're seeing, you know, things that happen in the movie, you're seeing it from different perspectives and it really, you know, uh, has a different, you know, take from, you know, what the kids are seeing, what, you know, each kid is seeing, what the teacher's seeing, what the mom is seeing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's mostly he makes like pretty standard, sort of just like art dramas. And so this is pretty much just a uh, really well, drama. I don't think, like I said, you know, it's very Rashomon and other movies kind of do the same sort of thing to sort of like unveil what's actually happening uh, in the movie, but I thought it was pretty, pretty emotional and like pretty well-written. And yeah, you know, it, it took a little bit to get there for me, but once it finally like latched on, I was, I was with it, but it's probably not my favorite. Like I said, uh, I really like Shoplifters uh, from a couple years ago and then This one like is another one that kind of straddles the line of 2013 or 2023 and 2024. And his last one kind of was the same. I saw uh, Broker in early 2023. And so technically he kind of had two movies that came out this year and I kind of like Broker more too. It kind of has a a little more fun in it. This one's a little... I don't know, a little more sad and like uh very <laughs> quiet. The just in general like the movie the, like there's just not a lot really happening sometimes it's just very quiet and talky uh downstairs at the plaza. The Iron Claw Co- the Iron Claw was playing at the same time. And I got some audio bleed from when the uh the brother was playing the song. Ah oh, yeah. At the party and then I also heard the motorcycle take off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just thinking about the Iron Claw a lot while I was watching this movie too because I was getting a little bit of uh, audio bleed but uh, yeah I don't know it's good if you're uh, a fan of his films I, I would check it out I think it's pretty uh, I don't know kind of standard uh, territory for what he does but uh, I don't know i go broker and uh, shoplifters above this broker hardly know her <laughs> <laughs> uh, And applause is too long. <laughs> <laughs> so long!
0: You, I can't Billy help this They love me. What do you want? All right, how many stars, Randy? <laughs> Let's go eight. Ocho. You
1: <laughs> right. fucking curmudgeons. The applause this is too long. Well, there are fucking fans. What do you want? They're excited. <laughs> We're doing an award show later. We're trying to keep this moving.
0: Don't <laughs> yell at them. Rain, you got anything else? No, sir. The film adaptation of Eric Jensen's award winning biography of Adam Cullen is the story of the biographer and his subject as it descends into a dependent and abusive relationship.
1: Congratulations on getting that. I was tempted to jump in there and read it with you, and then I saw a dependent. I, a tr- I'm sorry, why would you jump in there and read it with I don't me? know, because I'm in
0: that kind of mood. <laughs> <laughs> Someone save us. <laughs> <laughs> this is Acute Misfortune from 2018. Now, now that we are jumped into it, let's pull back the curtain. Uh, it's Monday of this week. I am listening to WTF with Mark Maron as he's got <laughs> Joel Edgerton on. And Joel Edgerton is talking about his movie from 2022 called The Stranger. Which is a fantastic little movie that came out on Netflix last year, uh, with Joel Edgerton and Sean Harris. I talked about it on this very show. It's a great movie. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy The Stranger. Now, do you, do you enjoy doing it? I'm sorry, the left hand? Uh, no, I, I, no, <laughs> I, 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 I don't do that at all. Oh, I, what okay. I will do over The Stranger uh-huh. is the ghost. Oh, you get numb? You get numb. A little bit of fentanyl in the That's arm, right. and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Randy's face. <laughs> he was town. Yeah, look, <laughs> he looked like a father that did not approve of this conversation. Come on,
1: Randy, just slap on a
0: tourniquet and go to town. Yeah, but well, just sit on your hand for a little <laughs> while. That's all you got to do. And uh, Joel Edgerton was talking about uh, the, the the director of The Stranger, uh, which was uh, an actor as well, and um, Thomas M. Wright. Uh, from Australia, and he had only directed one movie before The Stranger, and it was this movie, 2018's Acute Misfortune. Now, I, I was doing a little bit of research about this movie and uh, found out not a ton of people have seen it over here in the States. Uh, but it is readily available on Amazon Prime, so it was an easy watch. And this movie's fantastic. Um, it is a biography, but, you know, I think one of the best, This is this is the best way to do a biopic um, is that it is very an anti-biopic. It does not go into the sort of tropes that normal biopics do. Uh, it's a little fragmented and it's also, um, certainly not sentimental in any way whatsoever. Um, it's actually pretty brutal. Um, and, you know, deals with, uh, some, you know, uncomfortable things that just happen in life. And, uh, and, uh, you know, distant people in a, a, a abusive relationships and, and, uh, dishonesty. Um, and, uh, it's a great movie that, uh, should be seen more. And, uh, like I said, it is on Amazon prime and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, um, I've become recently more fascinated, uh, with the continent of Australia. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think that is, Russ? Uh, trauma. They just been, they, they make a lot of. What? <laughs> <laughs> what does Lloyd Kaufman having, have to do with anything? You're having an issue. What does is Lloyd going Kaufman have to do with anything? When I think trauma,
1: of, not trauma. When I think of. A, God. <laughs> not in my world. When I think of uh, Australian film, I think of either exploitation, I think of uh, brutal crime, <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, just bleak subject matter overall.
0: Yeah, uh check all the boxes. That's what we have here. Um essentially what this is um Adam Cullen uh was a again uh, one of my favorite things about biopics are biopics about people that I don't know about. Uh I <laughs> you know you know what I mean because yeah. it's it's easier to jump into that world just because of um Ignorance. If you yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, because if you had these preconceived notions about things, then then it's it's very easy for you to have the natural progression of you picking everything apart.
1: Well, yeah. If you're a fan of that person, it, you're just entering a fighting ground. Right. Yeah. So
0: I imagine that this person um, means something to a fair amount of people. I would imagine in Australia, but me as a Western viewer, I have no idea about any of this. I'm just along for the ride. And, um, it's great. I, I really, really like the style of this film and, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's something else. It, 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 it kind of, um, yeah, this shit looks brutal.
1: The trailer is playing on IMDb. Yeah. All right, it's available on um,
0: Amazon. On Amazon Prime. I'm and trying to, uh, you know, again, I, 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 I would like people to watch this. And, uh, you know, it's uh, about five, six years old. And uh, it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Um, and again, it's acute misfortune. One word, acute. Yeah. Not like how I wrote it down in yeah, the doc acute misfortune.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. And uh, I knew as soon as I said it, I knew you were going to write. The three well, words.
1: That sounds like the title of a movie, A Cute Misfortune. It also sounds like a quirky art house piece of shit that you'd like. It's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like that would be me.
1: No. Randy would, it'd have to be A Cute Misfortune, but like in French. A cute misfortune. Yeah. Les petits booboo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what audience what? I don't they, get a laugh there? Come on.
3: The it's now time for. Oh, Re- that's oh not the audience. <laughs> Jesus. Oh David, boy. David, get out of the room.
0: How much coffee have you had today? Oh, uh, enough. He spilled most of it. <laughs>
1: it's true. I dropped that it. It's true. <laughs> Two times, okay? Two
0: times. Isn't it three? T- would you shut up? I'm going to turn off your mic. A cute misfortune. 10 out of 12 stars. All right. Very good. I don't know why I did give it eleven, but uh, sure, eleven. Were you Spinal Tap, dude? It's good. All right. Yesterday was Saturday. It seems so very far away. I got my little butt over there to the Alamo New Mission Draft House in the rain. Nevertheless, yeah. went over there, but of course I had to, uh, I had to, uh, you know, burn a ciggy uh, outside <laughs> oh for windside, side. So. I, uh, kind of, I smoked. You ever smoked a cigarette in the rain, Russell? Mm-mm. That's what life's about. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Where he's like, you know, I'm I'm making a bad decision, but I'm enjoying. <laughs> enjoying? Come on. I'm enjoying it. Oh, I, okay, I okay. ended my sentence. I didn't hear that, which is why I was I looking heard... <laughs>
1: at you, ready for to respond. <laughs> I just heard I'm enjoying.
0: <laughs> and then I went over inside the building and uh, sat down and enjoyed the one hour and 45 minute runtime of this motion picture entitled the zone of interest from director Jonathan Glazer. Now, Randy, as you know, if you've been over to the, uh, the Alamo new mission Drafts house many times that, uh-huh. uh, as a part of the pre-show, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, a lot of times they'll they'll theme it to uh, to the motion picture and or the director. Now Jonathan yep. Glazer has been around for quite some time, and he has built. Even though this is only his fourth feature film, mm. uh, this guy has directed many many a music video. And um, as a part of the pre-show, uh, the Elmo was playing a lot of uh, his music videos before. And uh I did not I did not realize that he had directed so many uh bangers. Uh I don't think I did either songs and music videos. Yeah, he worked a lot with Radiohead, Nick Cave. Uh he's been around. So uh huh. yeah, that was uh that was a fun little discovery to uh to see all that. And um yeah, so his first movie, Sexy Beast, in 2000, and then uh, Birth, I'm I'm, I'm raw-dogging this, I'm not looking at anything, so I think Birth was like 2004, and then we had um, Under the Skin, Under the Skin, I think it was 2014, <laughs> and now we've got Zone of Interest 10 years later. Did I get any of that correct? 2013. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 2013 for Under the Skin, Birth was 2004, and then... 2000 was Sexy Beast. All right. Three out of four ain't bad. Uh, the new version of Meatloaf, two out of three. All right. Now, let's get into it. Uh, as we all know, this uh, motion picture is about the Holocaust. As uh, the commandant of Auschwitz, Rudolf Hoss. Because <laughs> <laughs> you say it's got the umlaut. It's got the umlaut. Yeah. So you go, as, as Hoss? Yeah. Hoss? Yep. Hoss? Yeah. And his wife, Hedwig strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the camp. Uh, yeah, that's what this movie is. Um, we, we, we see the wall of the camp is the, is the, the home of this family is right next to the camp, uh, with a lovely garden. Uh, they have a lovely greenhouse. Uh, they have, they plant a lot of stuff. Uh, Randy, they even, they get, they, they planted some kale out there. Um, <laughs> and as a, as a, as also they have a nice flower garden as well. So beautiful, beautiful manicured garden, uh, that some of the prisoners do uh upkeep on as well. So we do see some of the prisoners uh take care of some household duties um at the uh the home of this family and uh who houses the commandants uh who's taking over Auschwitz and um we don't, we hear a lot of things. We hear screaming, uh, we hear gunshots, we see smoke pillowing in the background, uh, but we are never inside the interior of the camp. Um, here's, here's and again, it's this movie is all built around sort of the, the subtlety of the horror of everything and just sort of the subtlety of life and uh, just it's sort of everyday goings on. Uh, but, you know, certainly, you know, are c- sort of clued in, you know, what's happening underneath the surface. And then also, you know, just, uh, from a very high level, just sort of exploring the, uh, the old adage of, you know, being a good German and taking orders. And, uh, you know, these, uh, they're, they're fully locked in on, uh, on the, the Nazi lifestyle. And, uh, you know, we, we get, uh, a good many Hell Hitlers in this movie, um, but there's one there's one haunting scene that uh, is just played so straight in such a corporate presentation where they're they're getting a new burner, they're getting a new oven in the camp, and it, and they're going over the cold air intake and the hot air intake and uh, how big a load it can take. And but everything is just you know it, it's like you know it's the pitch. It's got you know you've got these scientists explaining it to you know the people running the camp and it's just like you know when you realize what they're talking about Yeah. Uh, but again everything is laid out very subtly and you know it, it, there's certainly no hand holding here um and there's there's no sentimentality here uh, this is this is not um you know a spielberg adaptation of of what they're <laughs> Okay. um i will say this uh, the the garden I very much liked the garden. I liked how the garden was shot, and I liked being in there. We, we're, we're in the garden for a good portion of the time. Most of the movies were, were taking place sort of in the spring. The uh, latter half of the film takes place in the wintertime, and um, we get a shot of their pool. Now, I would say their their pool is, is more akin to a koi pond size than we have here, but they also have a slide that goes in the pool for the kids. But uh, the slide looks like uh, wooden floor slats that have been you know tied together and there's a slight angle so it, it oh. slightly resembles a chute but it is untreated wood <laughs> <laughs> and that just that blew my mind i'm like i wouldn't even have that in the camp I mean, splitters on a, a water slide how do you even lubricate it? The Germans are supposed to be good engineering. And 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 that's what we come up with. I don't know. I couldn't get over the water slide if I'm completely <laughs> honest. It, it 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 drove me crazy. It makes no sense to me. And then we're sliding down it. It didn't seem like I don't know. I don't know. I, I needed more I need more information about this insane water slide. Um that is the biggest takeaway I have <laughs> in this movie. Um and then they they do I'm, I'm you know, I I this movie something else. And uh, I wanted to sneak it in because I was like, you know, you know Lookies tomorrow, maybe. It's not It's not making my list because, uh, you know, the theme of the Lookies, everyone, is, uh, you know, our, fav- our five favorite movies of the year. It's not the five best movies of the year. It's the five that we, that, you know, are our favorite. And I just, you know, a Holocaust movie, it's not going to be my favorite. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, very I'm, good. I'm shocked. Sandra Huller, um uh, from yeah. um, uh, Anatomy of a Fall and, of course, uh, <laughs> Tony Erdman, uh R.I.P. Randy, when was that movie? I don't know. 2017? I feel like it was forever ago. But anyway, uh, dude, she brings it. She's great. And um, there is a... Uh, you know look with 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 Jonathan Glazer he uh he has he's he's always going to get a little we get a little trippy we get a little weird here um and we also kind of jump around with timelines maybe because i was you know it, when i'm watching this movie i'm trying to figure out how we're going to land the plane <laughs> here uh because at some point the comadot gets transferred but the family stays at Auschwitz because they love it so much. And they're like, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> You're going over to the cold town. We're staying here. And, um, and uh, we, we, we do something that's different in, in that portion of the film. And I still think about that. Um, I'm trying, uh, I'll keep that sort of, uh, under lock and key of, of what I'm talking about, but we, we go outside of the current perspective that we've been in the whole movie and we, we, we change timelines. Um, we may not change sceneries, uh, but we change timelines and that just adds an, another added depth, um, t- to what's going on here, um, and, uh, yeah, man, you know, he's, uh, he's an interesting filmmaker. I'll watch anything he does. And, uh, this is, uh, this is something else. Zone of interest. Uh, ten twelve. well. Did you, Hell yeah. did you, uh, feel,
1: I feel like this whole movie is going to teeter on the ability to make you, uh, connect with the family.
0: Oh yeah, certainly. Right, um, that's got to be the whole thing here. Because I'll tell you, the uh, uh, I'll be very frank. The the commandant, yeah, nice guy. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the guy yeah. who runs Auschwitz. He's a nice guy, right? Because my
1: my issue here is I like um, genre territory because you get to project your own. Hangups onto the movie. yeah, And I mean, I know, I mean, from fucking Night of the Living Dead, we've had a lot of social commentary in this, but this one feels kind of like a better executed soft and quiet, right? Where like soft and quiet made some straw man argument about racism, where this one is more like, it could happen to anybody, and maybe you can't see outside of your own ideology, or maybe it's just a job, but you're going along with it,
0: right? I mean, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot to unpack there, um, because it's you know, perspective obviously plays a big part in it. Um, but you know, we we get a very um, slice of life sort of perspective from this family. Yeah, I, you know, I
1: just I don't know if that's what I want for my Nazi cinema. Are they? Did they make a single werewolf in this movie?
0: There's a scene where <laughs> children are pillaging through. Um, are they twins? Silver and gold teeth fillings. We
1: know that Hitler loved twins, right? He was experimenting on them.
0: Is there any of that? I don't know if there aren't twins. What
1: about a UFO? Is the Illuminati mentioned at all? No.
0: All oh, right. I it, don't
1: know if I could do so this.
0: So uh, I that, here's one thing I wanted to mention um, with the garden. Beautifully. Ma- Back ma- to the garden. <laughs> meticulously. Um, Manicure. Okay, there you go. I was trying to figure you know out what the word then? I
1: wanted to use. I thought you passed on.
0: We're gonna to have to add you to the list for David. The the lilacs. Now see, the the problem was that um one of my fa- this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Cause it just it um where it just showed the meticulousness of this commandant and how important everything was. Uh-huh. And um, also, you know, maybe just speak to the German sensibilities as well, where someone was uh, kept picking the lilacs and he lost his mind and gave uh, a very heartfelt speech over the intercom explaining that any SS soldier that did not thoughtfully uh, remove lilacs uh, to take away will be punished. Um, <laughs> as the lilacs are there as a reminder of, um, you know, unity or something throughout the camp. I don't know, but, um, I don't know. I just, uh, it's good, man. It's very good.
2: Um, yeah. Can't wait to hear that score, dude. I'm kind of shocked. It feels a little bit short in the runtime. Like it's twenty score. I mean the music, not your personal. Oh my score. god! I it's thought 10 you were, out twelve.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought I thought Randy was talking about your star rating, but an hour forty five.
0: I'm like, what the fuck, Randy? The score the score is great, um, and it uh, it picks up when it has to in certain areas. Um, but it, also, uh, I, I there's a lot of water in this movie as well. Um, oh, I forgot about the, well, I will say this, uh, and I, again, I think this definitely falls under rewatch territory just because, you know, man, there's, um, you know, he can, it's, it's, he can sort of create this very sort of, um, you know, interpretive mood poem sort of vibe thing happening. Uh, there's perspective that I think mainly takes place out of one daughter, um, and who was always shot in night vision. And there's one scene where they go, they go crazy with the night vision and it's, uh, it adds its own little sort of, um, layer of terror as it's just very, it's very off putting. Um, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it was very strange, but I enjoyed it. Also, a lot of apples. She put a lot of apples in the dirt. So, is the movie open wide now? Or was that like an early thing you watched? Uh, early. I, I, okay. well, I actually had a ticket to go see it um, on Monday night uh, with a live stream interview of Jonathan Glazer. Uh, but I opted to not go to that because I decided I was going to watch the uh, the uh, NCAA uh, National <laughs> Championship game, which ended up being a piece of garbage game. But I <laughs> did it anyway. So, I saw this movie yesterday.
2: Yeah, we don't get it here until next week, but I plan on going. Probably, I don't know, Friday or Saturday. Yeah!
0: Buy two tickets, see it twice.
2: Yeah, I might. (laughs) There you go.
0: All right, y'all done? Love a glazer, dude. Uh, Very briefly, I also want to say that, uh, Randy, what was the name of that movie that we weren't going to talk about?
2: Directed by Jake Johnson, now uh, on Hulu. I'm trying to kill time while I Oh have. my God. Maybe maybe <laughs> oh God, we should keep it unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly
0: it was Self-Reliance. Self-reliance. Oh my God. Fun movie. Okay. <laughs> Russell, here's what yeah, here, right. here's what self-reliance oh, is. No. Now very quickly, very quick. I'm in control. I know what's happening. Uh very quickly, Jake Johnson um is uh walking down the street, Russell. And uh, who pulls up to him? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg's in a limousine. He's like, hey, hey, friend, I'm Andy Samberg. He's like, you're Andy Samberg. He's like, do you want to play this game? He's like, what's the game? He's like, well, I'm going to drop you off at this door, and they're going to tell you what the game is. Well, it turns out that uh, it's in uh, the world's first game show on the dark web, and he is a contestant where for 30 days uh, assassins are trying to kill him. And it is all being recorded and upstreamed to the dark web, where he is the star of the show. And there you go, 30 days of them trying to kill him.
1: I'm in, but I want to get rid of Andy Samberg and bring in Mr. Beast. I think it would be more interesting if it was Mr. It's like, you know, he has more money. Oh, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy. If we brought Jimmy in and he was like, want to play a game? You're like, yeah, dude. Samberg's
0: in two scenes and he's in like six minutes of the movie. And he's the reason I won't be watching the movie. (laughs) I'll tell you, I don't think you would like the movie. (laughs) No, you won't like the movie because they they don't spend enough time on the cool premise. They spend way more time on the sort of general comedy and it's jokey time um, sort of relationship side, which I will say is uh, is good. Uh, I like this movie. It's fun. But I wanted more out of the cool premise. And we we don't we don't we barely explore that. And honestly, it just feels like it's kind of there in the way opposed to the other stuff that's happening in the movie. Um, but Biff Whiff is great. I love that guy. Um, and, uh, it's fun. Eight
1: out of 12. Oh, all right. Again, I know, you know, it's funny when you want a movie to do poorly and then you hear like a seven or an eight, you're like, ah, fuck. But that's just the magic of the twelve star system, you know. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about down. it, we should have gave a lookie to Sam again, listener Sam. Thank you for creating nope. that. You deserve twelve lookies for how magnificent and game changing uh, your rating system is. You'll go down in history as a man of science and of logistics, a true king among critics. He'll win a cookie. And you'll get, dude. You'll get a fucking cookie. It's gonna make you. Puke like Randy. All right, my turn. Are y'all ready for fucking cinema? I hope you are. Yeah. What are we- <laughs> All right, where do we want to go first? Where do, where do we want to go first? Do we want to go uh, homework for the lookies or in-world camera? You know what I want. This was homework for the lookies. Are you <laughs> right, kidding the me? Then we're going, uh, we're going deep below ground. And you know what that means. You're an insane person. We're going to Screambox. Honestly, Screambox. Screambox. You know, we've we've box. never really had a sponsor, but I feel like you're the right fit. Y'all are putting out weird shit. And it's, you know, hit or miss, but it, mostly enjoyable. It's affordable. We also, we don't mention that other thing anymore. So.
0: I think Screambox is made for you.
1: Screambox? They're putting out Here for Blood, the, the wrestler movie. Oh, remember, we like that. The babysitter one. Oh! yeah here for blood with the here, roided guy With the, <laughs> um uh I forgot. What, when did we watch it 19 years I ago i know i know and then i was talking to him do we get a guest from that i'm like i don't think we did oh, I yeah but the way we covered it it felt like there was a yeah okay underground down in the underground that's a labyrinth song it's been stuck in my head since i watched this movie After a wild bachelorette party, a group of young women find themselves trapped in an underground bunker complex. A disturbing finding turns their night into an absolute nightmare. Will they be able to escape this vast concrete maze? The answer is, (laughs) I don't know. This movie had... Oh, God, dude. You know, I... I, How is maze spelled? Is it spelled like corn? No, unfortunately. If it was a concrete maze of corn concrete maze of of a maze how dare you're doing great i shouldn't i shouldn't have (laughs) taken that bait concrete corn is tight will they be able to escape from this vast concrete maze the answer is i don't know again randy you got to edit out that other part because it's much better uh the problem is that in the modern world the true currency is attention and this movie just was apparently broke because we struggled god we got together it was a friday night it was a busy week Blu-ray Tuesday turned out great. Go watch it. It's live now. Terrell was over. We're celebrating. We're having a party. Sitting down. Screenbox, one of our new favorite streaming platforms, has a newfound footage movie that we had a screener for and didn't watch. But we're like, fuck it. I guess we'll just watch it on the platform. No, we did watch the screener anyway, even though it was available to stream. And unfortunately, it just said in giant opaque letters, screener. <laughs> But you know what? It didn't hurt the immersion because there was none to hurt. This movie is the type of in-world camera film that really, really wants you to think it's real. But I think that moment is past. You'd really, you'd really, really have to play around with screen life Why and do you, mixed media. What do you mean by that? I mean that scenes are cut in a way not for pacing or for energy or entertainment, but more to play out like somebody was really filming and this movie leans heavily on location it is an interesting location it's down below ground it's a tunnel maybe the thing is dude it's 2023 we've seen so much of this already that when you're when your protagonist is a group of women fighting which could be great but they're leaning into the realism so what you get is echoey bickering underground and it's like what are we doing and we love found footage we get way too excited and we're sitting there and I'm still, I I remember being about 40 minutes in this movie. I'm like, come on, turn it around. Like, I don't know why. I just wanted to root for it. And then, you know, here I am. And I'm I'm covering it. And I, you know, I don't hate it. I wouldn't give it a one star. I mean, especially out of twelve, not not a two, but it's, it's probably a three or a four. And I there's competent filmmaking here but I just think the perspective and the onus was on the wrong shit. There was if we would have like dug in some characters here. Also there may be a little bit of sci-fi stuff going on. But by the time it happened, I was so like I was struggling to like engage with the movie and it just it didn't happen. Um underground. <laughs> uh we'll we'll keep an eye on uh Lars Jansen cuz I do think they got it in them if they even stick with it. And also so what, 4 out of 12 I think three or four. And here's the thing. Screenbox, there's so many found footage movies out there in world camera. Like, I'm curious why they picked this one up. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a why does befuddled. anybody
0: pick anything up?
1: I don't To make money. And I think, honestly, there was buzz here. I'm in a couple of found footage groups and everybody was like, oh, shit.
0: And then... Yeah, it kind of uh, uh, Speaking of Buzz, Beekeeper featuring Jason Statham uh, in theaters now. Did you watch it? No,
1: but I will say. Okay. I, that's a movie that I think it, you'd be lying to say you didn't have fun or like engage with. Well, of it.
0: course, because we cannot have a January without a Jason Statham and or a Leeson, uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Hey, I heard it's gory too. Beekeeper. The
0: Beekeeper? Yeah.
1: Gory? Yeah. Love Gore and Bees all right now i did a little homework i you know it's all a bit i just work on this show tirelessly all day it's really hurting our relationship oxana gets mad and she's like stop crafting the lookies the best award show in all podcast history and i'm like i just can't it's not in my dna to be a lazy fuck i have to try hard so i'm like you know what i'm doing i'm gonna watch all the horror movies from 2023 and I'm going to base them on title when I got one day left in 17 movies to catch up on. And I'm like, what's the most interesting title? Well, it's a movie I didn't hear anybody talk about. It's a little bit, it's longer than the new Glazer film, which is like, oh, they must really have something to talk about. And um, it's got a little bit of American history in there. Of course, I'm talking about Oregon Trail. You may know it as the mobile game about zombies, and it's like the Oregon Trail, but you're driving around in a sedan. It's kind of Evil Dead. A lot of
2: fun. The movie. <laughs> yeah, this Is a movie, a video oh, game? Oh, no. I wish it was. Honestly, or- Also, I'm sad that you called it a mobile game. Oh, uh, why? It was way be- way before mobile games. It was a thing. Oh, um, he- he- No, really? he's talking
1: about Oregon, not Oregon. Oregon, Oregon Trail.
2: Okay. Yeah, but... No, I- no, Randy,
1: I- I-, I-, I... I didn't realize that...
2: Yeah, The movie title, which is a pun on that, I didn't realize there was also a game with this title. I'm I'm
1: crafting a a very hard-to-follow art here, and I understand. But I appreciate you standing up for Oregon Trail, which does deserve its laurels and will rest there forever on a tombstone and a digital road. Now, here on Oregon Trail, fuck, there's one thing I'm expecting, right? Organs on the trail. It's a fucking Donner party over Organs
0: here. Organs on the trail. <laughs> in
1: fact, there may not even be a road. It's just you're following guts forever across the landscape. I love
0: it. We got a lot of guts. Uh, here, let,
1: me, let, me, let me tell you what this movie's about. A young Abigail Archer alone in the Montana winter during the 1870s whose fights for her survival and to retrieve her one earthly possession, a family horse, from a gang of bloodthirsty bandits. That is the worst fucking... Not here's a single Oregon mention. Here's the thing. This is a 90-minute movie pretending to be something more epic. The I think the first 15, 20 minutes, no, fuck. It's an hour 52. I'm going to say there's a half hour in this movie that is like a, a preamble. We open up. We're doing a slow cinema family moving across what we think is America. It's never – they never really say where they're going. They seem – Here's here's another thing. The set deck. They, they went to town. Everything looks cool. They got money. They're in interesting costumes. Everything looks lived in. And there's a moment where we're like in the thing and there's so much snow. And it's like, thank God they have a long trail of lanterns lighting their way. And it's like, okay, so they're like rich merchants or something. Yet, you know, we keep watching. It's like they, they're starting to feel like poor homesteaders. Yet they have a lot of cool looking shit. So there's almost like a conflict of interest right off the bat. Like, the script feels like it's like, oh, look at these down-and-out people. Yet the movie's saying, look at these, this cool movie <laughs> about people who are well-off because they're doing good. Well, we spend a little bit of time. We get to know the dad. Uh, it's a nuclear family. Uh, mom, dad, brother, sister. And uh, the brother, he's, you know, trying to take after his dad, but he's not a great shot. And they go hunting. They're out there. Uh, they, they hunt the dad. They find a wagon trail. It looks like carnage happened. There's arrows all over. Oh boy! And there's a girl uh, nailed to a wood thing. I don't. It it felt like it. How did the arrows hit? How did the arrowheads look? Funny you should mention. Mm -hmm. They looked like the arrowheads of a white man. Oh. they were steel you asked a weird question and you got a perfect answer for it i'm a good journalist you would have been with the one percent that noticed this of course i was watching it with uh mm-hmm. if you're a long-term listener long long time listener or long term your long term uh if you're serving a sentence That's for right. committing a crime and you're you're writing this one out in the long fashion sure.
0: then maybe you know we're, we're part of their
1: rehabilitation yeah we're working with california That's right. privatized how we're making our money uh then you know of dan the math mage who uh, was the only way you could watch this film, and who immediately was like, hmm, steel arrowheads, and I'm like, well, how do you know that? Well, he was completely right, and this was a little bit of a sign of what was to come. Well, they save this girl. She's been like kind of crucified. You don't know if they're making a religious thing out of it. Anyway, they go back. The dad drops some bullets. They don't catch anything, but the son put up a snare, and he caught a hair Again, this takes a long time. He got a time. hair from the snare? He got a hair from the snare. And they're like, he's like, that's all you got? And he's like, well, Dad, you lost all the bullets. Well, he didn't say that. He's like, there was no ammo in the gun. And he's like, oh, good job. I'm too hard on you, boy. And it's like a touching moment. And we're like, the only person they haven't really developed is the daughter. Well, they uh, bring the girl in. They, she's got a brutal. The dad, uh, he dresses her wounds. He was a medic in the war. We learned this. He stitches up her palms. They're gaping wounds where arrows had uh, passed through them. And uh, it looks like she's gonna pull through. Now, in this moment, she's uh, screaming. The, the wife is like, We can't feed ourselves. How the fuck are we gonna bring in another person? He's like, You know, God is watching. And, you know, it's very cute, slow cinema. We're here a long time. And then uh, the lady smiles at the little girl. And it's like, What was that? Was that a like, Did, did the direction fuck up? Like, did the director not catch that and the editor put it in because they liked the moment? And, uh, well, that night, while they're all sleeping, we enter in what feels like a dream. Like, you know, sometimes the pacing of the movie will shift and it gets like really energetic and a lot of carnage happens, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, this is clearly a dream. Like, we're savvy now. Well, you ever watch a movie where it's like, wait, that wasn't a dream, and then you have to take five minutes to recalibrate? Well, in the night, a bunch of bandits show up and cut the tent, and it feels like a slasher because they're not making any noise. Dad gets his throat slit. Everybody's murdered, except for the girl who goes, no, no, don't kill her. Don't kill the little girl that I smiled at. That was your hint. She's talking to the audience now. That was the hint that she's going to be important. Unless you read this fucking synopsis from IMDb, which doesn't even mention this family, Now, it's kind of a cool moment. And I was thinking, you know, I think Randy would appreciate this. We're doing some interesting storytelling here. We spent a lot of time getting to know these people just to murder them brutally. And now we've entered a Tarantino movie because the bandits all have quirky personalities. One guy's like a German bald dude who's like very sinister. He, you know, he's like, I'm the tough, smart guy, but y'all don't pay attention to me. And then there's a, a zany dude. In fact, he's so zany that in the movie, he shoots two guns straight into the air as a warning and then dies as the bullets fall down and pierce his skull. And then nobody cares, oddly. Also, these these zany characters all live in what appears to be an abandoned fort, and there's a church on the hill far away from the Palisade. So, you know, there's an outer wall to protect people from an attack. And it was pretty interesting because the woods across the way would provide cover to an attacking party. And the wall didn't stretch beyond. So you're like, oh, there's interesting geography here. It looks like they actually could fight off a large group of people. And this is where your mind goes when the movie doesn't offer much else. It, uh, the, the pacing changes. We pick it up. We go into the church where the uh, what feels like a very European vampire bad guy. It's like almost a lost voice for the Midwest. He has one of the most interesting layers I've ever seen in like a gang movie and we spend no time there oh also he has a map of the oregon trail on the wall mm-hmm. i guess a title drop maybe we we don't really explore that where are we on the oregon trail nobody talks about it um and this movie just keeps changing it turns into a weird genre film at the end of the movie there's like a frankenstein attack on a family random people keep dying we introduce a uh, a black ex military man who you think is going to john wick everything and doesn't People catch on fire, and yet... Or Robert McCall. Yet this movie feels like, you know, we talked to our boy Billy Brent about elevating the script. Hell yeah. And I think that's what we have here. There was a dog shit script that got on the blacklist. I'm not going to go into detail on who wrote it, but there's some shenanigans happening here. This was on the blacklist? No, but the script prior written by the, the writer was. Uh, so this felt like it got a push from somewhere. And then you attach people who everybody did a great job here. And if, if you're bored, if you're like, you know, you're waiting by the red carpet to take your pictures of David Lynch, and you're just dying for the lookies, but you got four hours, look up Oregon Trail and the reviews online. You will, you'll have a good time. I believe my favorite was Five Beautiful Locations in Search of a Better Western. There's just, it, there's so much wrong with the script, and the pacing is affected by it, but yet the directing is on point, The people are doing their job, and the set decoration and location scouting is perfect. And then I realized when nobody watched this movie, it's almost two hours long. And I remember when I pitched it to Clark about f- five months ago, I said, dude, it's called Oregon Trail. And you're like, eh, I don't know. I heard things. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I'm the one. That. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did.
1: But and you didn't tell me shit. You're just like, nah, I got do a You know what? Face.
0: Yeah, because I got, a good, I got a good sniffer, baby. Here's the thing. And I sniffed it out. Also, Russell, uh, this is listed as a drama. Thriller and a western. I know. We're missing something. But it's called Oregon Trail?
1: Yeah. What the no, fuck no. is that about? It's all fucked up. Like, dude, Oregon Trail, I was expecting like Death Race 2000 or something like zany, kind of dumb. I almost thought there would be like comedy leaning.
3: Yeah.
1: No, no, not at all. And the third act clearly wanted to be a horror movie. There's a dude who was lit on fire. Now, his special abilities, he doesn't feel pain. Also, he's the guy who is making the steel arrowheads. He's a real bad dude. He starts killing all the gang, and you wonder, why didn't you do this earlier? Why were you waiting for this? Oh, and also the girl looking for a horse, that doesn't appear in this story until the third act, too, because she's traumatized by her family being murdered and also being shifted into a new movie completely. And she's like, the only family I've left was that horse. And it's like... Okay, I guess we'll buy that. Like, what are we doing in this film anyway? Yeah. Also, there's a bar scene. Oh, I make you cringe. There's a bar, dude, in the middle of nowhere, operating at what felt like 2 in the morning in the West. And uh, there's it's just one of the worst scenes I've seen in a Western movie. <laughs> I, um, I don't know what I wanted, but, you know, when you name your film Oregon Trail... I wanted at least organs on the trail. And I do think they insert a like B roll shot that would kind of be like, oh, there they are. But God, how do you fuck that up? What a
0: great title, too. This is, I just, I just enjoy this so much. (laughs) Just because this is a microcosm of you and how your brain works. You thought that you were doing homework for the lookies with this (laughs) hunk of shit? Here. Let's go behind
1: the curtains. Okay, casual fans, like, don't listen right now. Uh, hum and plug your ears. What happened was Dan came over and I, had to, I was like, I got a I gotta list of movies, dude. These are going to be lucky contendants, so they have to be from last year. They're all 2023. And as I was reading off the list, I went, oh, I screwed myself. <laughs> None of these. Like, you know, you can just kind of tell. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe the weird oddball one. Like, it's a long movie. It looks no. competently made. No. It has oh, a cool title. You gotta do your research. And you honestly, gotta do your research. the only, no, fuck a trailer. I don't watch that's trailers. Trailer. I don't, I don't no, no, Google no, no, shit. No, 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 I wanna no, go in blind. No.
0: no, see, that's your problem. You
1: gotta do your research. Wait, who am I talking to right now? Where did Clark go? You gotta
0: look the <laughs> you gotta see what's going on. He was agent? <laughs> what the hell is this? Y'all are just bad with just playing. No, I just play, just I bait. play
1: and I don't fucking prejudge. I don't prejudge a book by its cover what only the title what was that that was a little bit of my character oh, no. He's coming
2: <laughs>
1: <in>. <laughs> how many stars or oregon trail oh god i hadn't even thought of that two mm. six fuck dude you know here's the problem how do you how do you rate art That's so collaborative. (laughs) It's so collaborative. There's probably a hundred people who worked on this. Sounds like a five. And 99 of them did a great job. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but you were anchored to the script, which probably got the movie moved forward and all the money. So split it right down the middle. But how is that fair?
0: You split it right down the middle, 50-50? 99 and one. 50 for you, 50 for me. (laughs)
1: I think I think if I'm be- oh my god, me. Entertaining. Did I was I entertained Would six I think about 12. it again? I like talking about it, but I six wouldn't rewatch 12. it.
0: Ah, would I recommend it to this, people? Is, this? is a three star movie for you. Dude. I think it's a three star. six. Six would be two and a half. No, that's not how math works. You had to think you paused there. No, because no, it's I, half. No. Yes. I was just looking at my face.
1: <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right. Narcissist. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Correct. Six.
0: We'll cut it down the middle. There we go. Thank you so much. All right. We did it. A little speed round Tuesday episode. Speed round
1: or my favorite short round. Oh yeah. Uh, Oscar winner short. Oscar round. winner. That's right. And has he won a lookies? Maybe this is the oh. year.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Randy Michael, uh, wrap up this Tuesday episode, and I want you to, I want you to, I want you to put our listeners on the best path for them to enjoy the Thursday episode, which is the eighth, eighth. I've just been told eighth annual Lucky Awards. I believe so. Allegedly, Alleged, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> maybe the eighth, it's the eighth Lucky Awards. Randy, the floor is yours.
2: You know, I think Clark already uh summed it up earl- summed it up earlier. These are our favorite movies, you know, not the best. And uh we're going to get we're going to get contrarian with it, you know. There's not going to be any uh Oppenheimer or Barbie. I don't mean to uh, you know, say any spoilers as early, but uh I don't know, maybe there is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Come uh come come join us on Thursday for what we think is the 8th annual <laughs> lookie or lookies award we've used two different names one is plural and one is not but uh this year i think we're gonna go we're gonna add an s also oh, a special guest indeed
0: say that we gotta uh, th- so, so. it. bleep it. all right bleep
2: it bleep see it. you next week see uh, thursday Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at, overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.